0: Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and welcome to our live weekly medical show on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is with us again to tell you what you need to know about how early screening and knowing your profile can lead to the avoidance of heart attack and stroke altogether. Pre-screening and simple non-invasive tests can actually prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls, so please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, and this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back, all of you listeners, to our live weekly medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are back again tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan, to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Welcome, Dr. Collender. And uh, you're not even here. You're on vacation
1: somewhere. Tell the listeners where we're piping you in from. Well, we're in Leland, Michigan right now, which is uh, north of Glen Arbor near the dunes. So, uh ready to have a nice, quiet holiday weekend and spend some time on the beach with my uh, wife and one of my daughters and hopefully meet my sister and her kids. um, And they're staying in Manistee. So we're going to drive down to Manistee on Saturday.
0: Have fun. And thank you for giving up the beginning of your Memorial Day holiday. Siobhan Cronin, my co-host and assistant, where are you on tour with Starside? Where did you land today that you're piping in from?
2: Yeah, so I'm on tour with Starset. We were, um, gosh, I can't even remember where we were yesterday. Kansas City, and now we're in Colby, Kansas, which is basically halfway from there to Denver. So if you looked at the very middle of the United States on a map, that's exactly where I am right now. Luckily with Wi-Fi. That's good.
0: And
1: go when Starset hit in, uh, Grand Rapids, so listeners can go that's, see Starset.
2: Yeah, so we're doing a festival that's in uh, July. I'm not sure of the exact date, but if you look up Starset Grand Rapids July, you'll find the date online. Yeah, in Detroit. So maybe we get... we'll
1: do the show from there. Yeah, why not?
0: There we
2: go. Exactly.
1: And
0: all,
2: your, all the Star that members are
0: behind you in the other part of the hotel room. And I've got my, my other trusted co-host here, Sinead Cronin, also taking the call, stepping in for Olivia and Ashley, who are MIA right now. But let's get down to business. Dr. Collender, welcome. What is the update? You're up there in Leland, Michigan, but what's the update
1: on what's going on in healthcare, COVID, and so on? Well, I just want to share some of my Paclivit experience, which is interesting because this is the the drug that we're being encouraged to write. And I'm not pushing it at all because I'm finding the current strains of COVID don't require any treatment other than support, meaning they need to be able to reach me so that I can adjust their plan, and none of it involves Monoclonal antibodies, paclovid, or going to the emergency room, so we're able to handle people pretty easily with just um, phone calls and supportive care and just you know making them feel comfortable um, But one of my patients really wanted to get Palivid, so he called the uh, he called and went to pick it up from his pharmacy. The pharmacist said, "Well, you have to stop your aspirin." You have to stop your statin drug, and you have to stop your blood pressure pill. You know, and regular listeners are going to know that this is core therapy for our preventive program. You know, blood pressure pills that prevent strokes, statins that prevent heart attacks, and for the people at high risk for having an event, they need to be on aspirin. What drug is so important that you have to stop those key treatments while you're sick and, you're with, and the illness raises your inflammation panel, it's a you know, that makes things worse. It makes no sense to me. And I told them, you're not taking that drug. You can't stop your core therapy.
0: So, Dr. Collin, let me ask you a question. And this is interesting to me because one of my assistants, Ashley, who's normally here, she wound up getting diagnosed with COVID for the second time and went to the doctor for something totally different because she felt as though she had an allergy and needed some allergy medication. And they did a COVID test, said she's got COVID. Now, would the doctor give her this medication? Because she? here was what she said to me. I have no symptoms. I'm not sick. I don't have a fever. I tested positive. I mean, what does... I mean, she wouldn't even have gone. She had gone for something totally different. They said, well, you've got COVID. Now, would her doctor put her on this medication? Well, why test for a disease
1: when you have no symptoms? Well, she
0: went That's to the she went for an allergy. I don't know why they
1: tested her. Right. Why, you know, that's what they do in the emergency room. You come in for a broken toe and they test you for COVID and then they call it a COVID case when you don't have any symptoms. The tests are too sensitive, so they're overdiagnosing people. Sometimes they don't diagnose people at all. So I'm still treating people who come up with upper respiratory symptoms that, that sound like COVID as if they are, again, it doesn't require any treatment anymore. I just have people take their vitamins.
0: Well, we're, I've got Siobhan
2: waving at me because he got two callers. Go ahead, Siobhan. Yeah, so let's start with Greg and Shelby. Greg, what's your question?
0: Hey, you guys, love it, Dr. Colander, Mr. Positive. Hey, I'm asking something for my mom. She has COPD, she
3: does Sporiva and the inhaler, and then after she gets done, she gargles. Does she have to gargle?
1: Well, no. not what well, depends what the inhaler is. The, you know, what's the other inhaler?
0: What's the other inhaler, Mom? Real quick. Pro Air. What is it? Pro-Air. Pro Air.
1: So no, she doesn't have to gargle you. The reason you gargle is if you have a steroid and you don't want to develop thrush. Um, I would recommend that she get an inhaler called Stialto. Uh, S-T-I-O-L-T-O. Stiolto is uh, anticholinergic with a long-acting bronchodilator. So it's something similar to um, the Spiriva with a long-acting bronchodilator. It's the best. So oh, Stiolto is a maintenance. And then uh, Albuterol, just or Pro-Air, only for breakthrough symptoms.
3: Thank you very, very
1: much. And everybody go for your dreams. Love you all. Thanks for calling. Thank you, you so much
0: again. Thanks for calling, Greg. We do have another caller, but we'll come back on the other side of the break and take the, the other caller. Again, you're listening to our weekly live medical radio show where we keep you up to date on all medical solutions from dealing with COVID to avoiding catastrophic disease. We're here with Dr. Brian Collander, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent or reverse disease, Please call us at 800 Again, that's 800 You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan, after 20 years in practice and watching patients die prematurely and unnecessarily, he's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what you ought to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, make a note of it, 800-859-0957. Dr. Collander, before we come back to the subject,
2: Siobhan, you've got someone waiting patiently. Yes, we have David in Windsor on the line now. David, what's your question?
3: Yes, the, the comment or the question I'd like to make is about, about COVID shots and traveling by train or plane in Canada. Um, the thing that I come across is that I can't figure out why they should have to force people to get vaccinated. In, that's a federal requirement in Canada to travel by train or plane anywhere because I wanted to go to an out-of-town reunion this weekend, but can't because they're requiring you to get vaccinated. And it's kind of like this kind of vaccination is no longer effective. And it's hard to find anybody, a doctor, that that you can get an exemption, especially when it comes to going later this summer to a resort outside of Toronto. What can you mention about that? because there's no well, reason why we should be forced to get a vaccine to travel by train across Canada or the US or by plane or whatever
1: else. We agree with you 100% David and we were just talking about this on Facebook that I need to comment every single show that even though covid is clinically irrelevant. You know, it's to me it's it's a done deal it's a cold. There's no pills you need to take for it. You should take your supplements. You should always work on optimizing your health so that your immune system is capable of fighting whatever comes your way. But it's important for all of us to maintain our guard up because the government, apparently, you know, in Canada and the United States, are mandating these vaccines for a disease that basically doesn't exist anymore. And why you should have to do this in Canada and and in the U.S., why our children are being forced to get vaccines to go to school. People have to make education decisions about what school they want to or won't go to based on vaccine requirements is absurd. And it's not medically – these are not medical decisions that are being any, made anymore. And as we say on the show all the time, all decisions should be made between you and your doctor. They should not be legislated. And and if they and never should be anything be mandated that has side effects problems and causes death in some people, and they're not telling you what the risk of getting a vaccine is. So we sympathize with you, David. Um, You know, we're all saying move to Florida because you know (laughs) they're the ones. I mean, we're just saying that a district judge in Florida basically single handedly eliminated travel vaccine and travel mask mandates around the country. So you need someone to stand up in Canada and basically take the law, you know, these laws off the table. And you know, what power does the FDA have when a judge can just undercut them in one day? It's pretty amazing. It is really well, amazing. Dr. Dr. Collender, let
2: me let me ask you, is, is that an option to get some sort of medical exemption, as he mentioned? Is that something that people have available to them if they can be written off from that requirement?
1: It's a challenge, meaning, you know, the I don't know what medical exemption is going to be valid to say that you don't need to have the vaccine unless you had a dose of the vaccine and then had a reaction to it. Right. And of course anybody could say they had a reaction to it cuz some people died from it so you know there's a lot of people who had a reaction to the vaccine you know that's a medical exemption but um the you know who's reading the exemption who's accepting it i don't know what they're looking for um but yeah there are such a thing as medical exemptions i, I it's it's
0: I would imagine they're few and far between. It's not worth trying, in other words.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's
1: like they're few and far between, I would imagine. Well, it's worth trying because, you know, we're not in favor of these vaccines. So if somebody wants to try to not get a vaccine, but thankfully, you know, unless you're a government worker, you're not being mandated to get the vaccine. And then even so, we have, again, our friend in Chicago who gets me a lot of uh, articles. He's been able to change his job within the, the VA system. Uh, so that he doesn't have to get vaccinated. But what a shame to take a brilliant mind away from clinical care. Mm-hmm. You know, they took a genius away from taking care of people to put him into a non-clinical scenario because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. That's a loss to the to the vets. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's a loss everywhere.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. It is. Of course it's a loss, but I mean, when people are forced to, they're not, they're not given any choice. And as you were talking, I was, thinking about when preschool started, and we were all forced to get the MMR and the polio vaccine, and nobody talked about what the side effects of that were, or why you had to have it. And it seemed to me to be a rubbish for enforcement of a ridiculous vaccine at the time, but of course, couldn't get into school without it.
1: Well, the difference, Anne-Marie, is that those vaccines have been tested for years and years, and you had, you know, eight to 10 years of research behind it studies you had the time to recognize side effects and complications and these vaccines were literally created and put into uh market within weeks of of them being invented so um now they're talking about yeah i'm talking about these current COVID vaccines so it's Mm -hmm. not a comparison to mmr and polio and prior vaccines because they had Years and years of research under their belt, where you had a good idea of what the side effects were. Now I know the anti-vaxxers might be screaming in you know at the at the radio right now, but they had a lot more data behind them. Um, now, however, the FDA is talking about giving the pharmaceutical companies the right to change the vaccine at their discretion. Without and introduce them to market without any additional testing, and they're you know th- that is unconscionable. You know now you're going to put a, another new product out and not test it at all. I mean, that's what would be kind the of FDA's reason
2: for that though? Like what what's the incentive?
1: Well, what's the FDA's reason to do anything anymore? It's money. You know, don't tell me that they care. They just, they're just they just making money and they're being paid for by the pharmaceutical companies. Every single doctor on the panel for the FDA is an employee of some pharmaceutical company and they're literally handpicked to serve on the board or the advisory board that's making a decision about this or that Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson vaccine of the moment and what its indication should be.
0: Wow. Is that a true story that you just said?
1: Yeah. Well, and then the doctors that disagree, they resign. Well, if they resign, they're gone. Their voice can't be heard anymore. Uh So they, you know, they conscientiously object. And unless you're following somebody on a social media platform that is willing to, you know, put out this kind of information, unfortunately, we're not on any of those platforms, Um Those people are are just silenced and they're gone. So you may, you know, these doctors now they don't pick anyone that's not that's going to abstain or or not vote positive. Now they pick people who say, "Go faster, put it out quicker," Mm -hmm. you know, don't test anymore. So there's no dissenting voice Mm -hmm. when it comes to these decisions anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's scary for me when you know the whole world is under stress. And you have corporate entities making decisions for us in every regard. You mm-hmm. know, not just medical, but you know, the, now the gun lobbies making decisions for us. The pharmaceutical lobbies are, hospital lobbies are, um, our political, our our politicians have been bought for.
0: Well, let's come back and talk some more about that on the other side of the break. Again. You're listening to a special live medical broadcast on the prevention and medical management of disease. If you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke, or you have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We are fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7 we're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. And since we're the only show in the country that does that, we're welcoming all the people in all the states to call in. And Dr. Collander, I might disagree with you sometimes, but I really respect your being here and being willing to talk about all these issues.
1: Well, thanks, and I also want to give our regular shout out to WJR, who lets us talk freely without any risk of cancellation. Although <laughs> they have that disclaimer at the end of the show, which I find <laughs> offensive. But you know, but if YouTube calls us, Anne Marie, it's because of what you said off the off the air in <laughs> our Facebook time. It won't be my fault this time. Okay, um, well, it'll be it'll be yours. But you know, we were talking. You know, you were mentioning um, Anne Marie about. Not MRMR, but uh, David in Canada, yeah, that his right. health care is free. You know, why don't you tell us what you said off the air? So the listeners what can I said is, it.
0: and I, I, you know, I sympathize with David. I understand it's frustrating. It's aggravating. It's annoying. But he is under the governess of the crown. That's the queen. That's national health. That is what it is. And I think the benefits of having national health so far outweigh what's going on here, that unfortunately, that's one of the, you know, side effects that he has to pay for is he doesn't get to go to, you know, his spa, wherever it is he wants to go to. It's unfortunate. But look at what the other flip side is. He pays for nothing, nothing, nothing and nothing because the government picks it up. That's national health care. That's Canada. That's the queen. That's the crown is what it is.
1: Well, China has national health care. And when, uh, you know, 5,000 people in a city of 250 million, you know, have a cold, they shut down the whole city and lock everybody down their rooms and don't give them food. And you might say the same thing. That's national health care. And their choice is to, you know, wait, I'm stopping. you that. here. No, wait a minute. Stop. That is not
0: yeah, that that kind of sounds like. Well, you're comparing China to the United to Canada, Kingdom
1: to, or the uni- no, or to, to the Queen or to the, the Canada. The UK is being much more reasonable about COVID than Canada's. Canada's lost their mind. They gotta get Trudeau out of there. Um, the the UK is doing a great job. That's it. we're gonna uh, get shut
0: off now. <laughs> Talking about getting rid of prime ministers and whatnot. But no, the UK is doing a great job. But
1: they it still are. is Go but, ahead, but for a while that. they
2: were very shut down for a long time
1: but that was a long time ago right. they they looked at their studies and realized that the vaccines are not helping stopping cases and the vaccines are not really you know keeping people out of the hospital and they changed their policy they adapted which mm-hmm. is not you know you might say okay we're adapting here but it's grudgingly and and know that again, again, the idea that we're vaccinating kids with an unhealthy vaccine that doesn't require being vaccinated for the disease is, you know, malpractice. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's you know we're we're talking about institutional malpractice that's being uh, administered by the FDA. So it's. It's horrific. What people want and what David wants to see in Canada is transparency and honesty. Here's the data, and this is why we're doing what we're doing. The problem is the data doesn't show any of that to, to justify the actions the government's taking. And so it's frustrating. to That's why nothing makes sense. It, it That's why, you know, going back to our bread and butter, why are heart attacks and strokes happening when they're preventable, it doesn't make sense, and that is because it do, it they get there's no money in prevention. The money's in sickness, and just like COVID, the money's in pharmaceutical products. That so they're well. Also, that information is
2: locked is. up. It's locked up with doctors that you have to pay to have access to, and you have to wait to talk to. So it's it's a lack of information that people can find readily.
1: But it shouldn't be that way. You know, it should all be open. Um, People should have, avail- be avail- have this information available. The doctor should be practicing in a way that allows prevention and not in a method that really just involves surgeries, devices, and pharmaceuticals. That's where everything's go. That's all the data is about finding a product to sell and create.
0: Sad. No choice. I mean, what's the choice?
1: Well, you know, we're back to – the individual consumer we won't call them patients the individual consumer has to choose to get off the you know conveyor belt get off the widget machine and you know i guess i feel we should explain what a widget is you know yeah. the healthcare system is not really being talked about in terms of individual care people are talked about as in a manufacturing term, how do we get more people through the system? Just like you would talk about manufacturing, how do I get more product through our production line, like a widget? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are widgets in the healthcare system. And if you want to continue to be a widget, then stay where you are and don't complain. If you want some change and some help, then leave the system, just like doctors who aren't happy practicing. Leave the system and there's opportunity to practice a better version of healthcare where you can help people and follow more scientific data that leads to prevention and get more people what they need. Everyone's happier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is kind of sad. And it's also kind of sad that a lot of the people that are listening to the show, or a lot of the people that live here don't even understand what a personalized concierge practice like yours is. And yours is even more specialized because you specialize in prevention. In other words, you're saying we've got the technology, we've got the tests, we've got the time to invest in preventing you from getting the disease rather than treating it once you've got it, once you become a casualty. And that's what is sort of mystifying is why people don't understand that and why they are continually putting up with population medicine where they're satisfied to pay all this money for health insurance, doctor's visits, to get five minutes. You give five minutes. What can you get out of the five minutes?
1: And nobody knows. They just can't know because all the doctors are baked into the system where it's the five-minute visit and um, here's a prescription or a referral to a specialist because I don't have time to work through this problem that you have on, on my own. And the reality is consultation is the answer most of the time? And, and going back and forth to COVID, what keeps people out of the hospital is the ability to talk to your doctor. And if you can call your doctor, who's comfortable treating you without sending you to the hospital, then you can get some additional advice. Maybe I need a different inhaler. Maybe I need some steroids. Right. Maybe I need an anticoagulant. You know, going back to uh, you know the original strains and and delta strain, may having someone who's willing to treat you as an outpatient and not just say, well, I got a cYA, we all know what that means. CYA go to the emergency room. It's important to have somebody who you can talk to, gain some confidence. Hey, if I have a problem, I can call my doctor again in an hour tomorrow. And give a, some, you know, get a, some advice. But if you don't get any advice, you don't have help. You're on your own. Guess where you go? The emergency room, which is where they want you to give you drugs that don't work, intubate you, and you'll die. Let's not forget that each of those measures made the hospital money.
0: Yeah, and that's it's really, why you're being. It's really, sorry, it's a sad situation. And once again, like. I don't know how many hundred patients that you had that got COVID in your practice. Not one of them went to the hospital. Not one of them died. I mean, that more or less speaks for itself. You were able to treat the COVID and it didn't matter how old they were, whether they were 20 or 85. It didn't matter whether they had pre-existing conditions. Your record shows no one died. No one went to the hospital. No one got put on an intubator and no one died. speaks for itself. Obviously, you were able to treat it and that was a far more difficult strain at the time.
1: No, it's uh, all about access and care and someone who's making some effort to, um, you know, keep my, I don't want my patients in the hospital. I don't want them in the emergency room. I don't want them going in there at all for anything. All right. Well,
0: it looks like we should be taking a quick break right here, right now. You are listening to a special live broadcast tonight where the topic is your health and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing and you'd like to hear from the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitating disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician, and one of the very few specialists in prevention in this country. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, it's our last segment, so this is your chance to call 800-859-0957. Coming back, Siobhan, you have a caller?
2: Yeah, we have Robert in Detroit on the line. Robert, what's your question?
3: Hi, I have a question and a comment. Uh, First, a comment is uh, I really appreciate the information you're giving. I'm pretty amazed. Uh, I don't listen to you every week, but I listen to you quite often. I'm pretty amazed that you have been banned from the radio for saying some of the stuff (laughs) you do, but it needs to be said. I appreciate it.
1: It's the Uh, truth.
3: it's, It's the truth, absolutely, and I appreciate that uh the second the the question is so you you specialize in preventative medicine so is is that a is that like an official specialty? Is there some association or organization I can call to get a referral to uh to somebody who who um you know performs their duties like you do if I move somewhere?
0: That's an some excellent kind of question and there should be a, there actually should be it should be a specialty on its own. We just don't have enough doctors, but go ahead, Dr. Colin. I'll let you answer it.
1: Well, I thought you should, that was a question for you. so the answer is no, um I'm making my own specialty um because this is what interests me, and um you know this is the route my life has taken, so I didn't really expect to ever be here I never expected to be on the radio I never expected to have a concierge practice. And uh, or have the passion that I have for this. It's like a reawakening of my whole life. So um, I love what I'm doing, and um, really I'm making my own course and path as I go. So there's a handful of doctors uh, in every state that are doing what I do, but they're doing it their own way. It doesn't mean it's wrong or r- right. It's just they're they're all foraging their own way. Uh, but there's only a couple people in, in Michigan that are doing this, unfortunately. Um, and I'm the only one willing to go on the air and, you know, talk about it this way. Uh, but if you are leaving the state, you know, give me a call. I can hopefully point you in the right direction. But obviously, you got to give us a call if you're here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it is, I mean, when you stop and think about it, just thinking about the United States of America having the technology to be able to prevent disease, and no one knows about it. So they don't know about the CIMT. Very few of them 20 years later know about the CT, cardiac calcium scoring test. But you have the technology. Technology continues to evolve and get better. We just got the gallery blood test out where it detects 50 different cancers before they become lethal stage four. But no one's talking about it. But the interesting... And it's
1: not covered by insurance, Anne-Marie. Yeah, but That's, that, that's the crazy. Point, that's,
0: the, that's why it's not being talked about. But I just think it's unbelievable that the U.K., has taken up the gallery test and baked it into their insurance plan
1: but well, not they're doing here. research on it they haven't baked it in they're doing they're they're doing the research but but they're that not means that they're they're, they're
0: they're making the first move to get it on the agenda because it makes sense you're better oh, off no, finding absolutely. you're better off finding about the disease when you can do something about it eradicate it and this specialty of prevention is just it's amazing that it that it that it's not more prolific but unfortunately, people are so intimidated by the fact of, oh, if it's not covered by insurance, my doctor's not going to recommend it. I don't need to get it. And yet the technology is there. And it's unfortunate that everybody has to be their own advocate. They have to do the research. They have to find out about these tests that you do and other prevention doctors do. But unfortunately, there's so few of you around because it's an uphill battle trying to convince people that, you know, they always say America's the greatest country in the world. Well, if it is, prove it, you know, Let's all take advantage of the fact that you have this capability here to prevent disease and find out more about it. But unfortunately,
1: patients are their own advocate. Well, I think it's pretty incredible that the whole country really has fallen in step with the concept that if it's not covered by insurance, it's not needed. And you yeah, how can't does that, how does that even that? I mean
0: I mean it's that's impossible to break through, but I mean it's amazing to think about the fact well, that
1: it's decades. It's decades of messaging, it's decades of training doctors this way to have this thought process. Uh the med schools are training doctors this way. You know, so if you have a med school class of 150 people graduating, there might only be one or two people coming through. Uh, With a mindset of I want to forge my own course and not look at, um, you know, the system, which isn't working. Every other doctor has been brainwashed to the system. And also they're not being trained to do anything but operate within the system. Mm -hmm. That's why everyone's going to be hospital employees. You just can't go out and start your own business anymore.
2: Well, it's also so immensely expensive to become a doctor, to go through the the tuition and everything. So, I mean, I can imagine in other countries where it's more, you know, you also have education provided for. So you're investing less and therefore you probably have more freedom to choose what you want to do without the worry about paying back your debt.
1: It all plays into itself. Let's make med school really expensive. Let's overpay the residents coming into the job force uh, a salary that they Never make starting their own practice, even though they're not earning that money. It keeps them out. It keeps them in the hospital system. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a self perpetuating thing that is, uh, really well thought out between, you know, the hospital lobby, you know, again, all of our great people, the hospital, the pharmacists, the device companies, the FDA and the insurance companies. They've got us all locked in to a broken system that wants us sick. They make more money when you're sick.
0: Absolutely. But I mean, it's just amazing to stop and think about the fact that patients need to start thinking about themselves as consumers and they have the right to know what's out there, whether it's covered by insurance or not. They have the right to know what is out there that can prevent serious disease, Alzheimer's, heart attack, stroke, all the things we talk about. Siobhan's waving to me. Do you have a caller?
2: Yeah. Before the the segment ends, let's go to Bill in Lansing. Bill, what's your question?
3: Yes, I wonder if any doctor offices are now using artificial intelligence programs to
1: diagnose
3: you know
2: rare diseases.
1: Well, you know, you see commercials about Watson being used in this way and there are some systems, you know, with uh regional hospitals that are that are working on this. Um Uh, I mean, obviously, that's not my bailiwick. Uh, You know, I'm more on the let's find AI to identify people who are at risk so that we can stop things from happening. Uh, But the rare diseases are rare. Uh, But yeah, there are some AI. uh, That's the attempt is to make AI find these, you know, not just that, but anything. Uh, Problem is that the human element just can't be accounted for a lot of times. I think that's a, a issue that they're having
0: well, once again, as we're getting ready to close, you know this the same old song is, "Heart attack is preventable." Seven hundred thousand people died. A few more people every week. you hear about somebody dropping dead of a heart attack, and it is preventable, and nothing is going out there to say how and what do you do to make it preventable and that's you know the sad story here right now.
1: And like you say, Anne-Marie, it's simple, stupid. It can be done very easily. It just doesn't make anybody any money, so nobody wants to do it. And that's the crying shame at the, that that the, the testing is old. You know, the lab work we use is new and sophisticated, but the imaging is old. So you just
0: need to be your own advocate. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'd quickly like to thank Dr. Brian Collender, M.D., specialist in prevention, for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance, the necessity of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate. Take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey Please continue to tune in to our shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m., Thursday evening at 7 for the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Thank you to my co hosts Siobhan Cronin and Sinead Cronin. Good night and be well.
1: Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.